Hey everybody, this is Jeremiah Craig coming at you from Seattle. I hope you enjoyed the live stream this morning. I got mixed up between what is Pirate Day and what is not Pirate Day, but I still played somewhat of a pirate-themed song. So if you haven't listened to that, go check it out. It's Coffee and Music number 39 here on this Monday. You know, I wanted to talk about something because one of my friends on Facebook mentioned a show that they had this weekend. They said that someone came up to them and said, hey, you know, I really enjoy the fact that I can enjoy your music while I'm enjoying conversations with my friends. And she didn't like this. So she posted on Facebook that asked the question, is anyone else annoyed at this? And I gotta say that I'm really not annoyed when people tell me that because I've heard that too. It's a popular thing to hear when you're out playing places where people don't know you. They're not there for you. So the fact that you made an impression on them at all is pretty incredible, right? You're just playing chances at that moment. Like if you didn't invite them out, then there's really no reason for them to be paying attention to you. If they can enjoy your music in whatever way they find enjoyable, I guess, <laughs> to them at that moment, you know, I think that's great. You made an impression. Just by your sheer talent alone in music, not even in songwriting abilities. So that opens up a whole new world for them once they discover how good of a songwriter you are, perhaps. So I gotta say that that's my opinion on that particular situation because I have heard that several times. Also, if you don't like that, I would suggest that since it is 2018, we are in the 21st century, do more online, do live streams, do other things, you know? There's plenty of opportunities to be heard without people talking over you. So I just wanted to come on here and explain the, you know, background music issue because it always is a debatable thing in the musician world. If you're a musician and you have an opinion on people talking while you're performing or if you go to shows and people are talking, how do you feel about that? Does it matter if it's a free show or if it's at a cafe versus at a major music venue? I mean, I can understand if you don't want people talking around you if you paid 60 to $70 to get in the show. That is very legitimate and almost on the verge of fighting terms, right? You shut up. <laughs> shut up or some bad shit's gonna go down, right? <laughs> so let me know what you think because I, I think there's a, a separation between the cafe shows where people just go out 
and want to enjoy time with their friends over a cup of coffee or have a sandwich together or maybe a beer at happy hour and then there just be music in the background. Like, that's the kind of gigs that you're booking for yourself. Those are, so you're trying to just get fans by playing at these places. That's what's going to happen. However, if you have a show at a major music venue and you're selling tickets, that's a completely different story. So you just got to play to the audience. Just got to play to the audience that you have there. Which is something that I mentioned about before. Uh, I think it was like last week or something when I was talking about planning and set lists. Right? You have to be able to react to the situation that you're in. As far as I'm concerned as an independent musician. But if you have any thoughts on that, please feel free to call me here on Anchor or tweet me at Jeremiah Craig or hit me up on Instagram at Jeremiah Craig Music. All right, that's what I got for right now. I'll be back a little bit later with a Today in Music segment. But right now, I got to get back to work. All right, everybody. Peace. Today in music. Today in music. As promised, here is Today in Music, and it is better late than never. It's a late edition, but I promised, and now I'm back, and I'm really glad that I came back to do this Today in Music, even though it is late, because today's Today in Music features Bob Dylan, a fun one. July 9th, 1962, Bob Dylan recorded Blowing in the Wind at Columbia Recording Studios in New York City during an afternoon session. And he only recorded two verses during this session, and he added another verse later. But this was his big break. This song, Blowing in the Wind, made him. It was added to his second album, and his first album was sort of a flop. He was trying to do things that weren't true to himself. He copied some other people's style, which he's known for. I mean, he built his career off of copying old folk songs, old folk artists, and that's just the folk way. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the way the folk music genre has been built and has been able to stay alive for so long. Blowing in the Wind is just another edition of that, except he added more of himself into the song, right? This was like the first song that Bob Dylan put his self wholeheartedly into. I mean, there was also Song to Woody on that first Bob Dylan album, but that still had a lot of Woody Guthrie. He was playing around with the metaphors and the illusions that Bob Dylan is known for. But Blowing in the Wind is true Bob Dylan in the fact that once he wrote it, everybody wanted to cover it and put it on their album. Right? Hundreds of artists have recorded this song and they still are recording it today. Probably the most popular version is done by Peter, Paul, and Mary. But the song has also been done by Stevie Wonder. He does a really good version of it. Uh, Glenn Campbell, Dolly Parton, Pete Seeger, 
Like, there are so many people who have recorded Blowing in the Wind. I don't know if it's the most covered song ever. Probably not. Probably some Christmas song is. But still, Blowing in the Wind is up there. And this song made Bob Dylan. It was his breakthrough. So, today in music, on July 9th in 1962, Bob Dylan recorded Blowing in the Wind, a huge day for folk music and music in general. I'm a singer-songwriter. I've played many a jam night where people are talking and people aren't there for the jam night. Um, and so, yeah, talking is fine and having conversation in a bar is kind of what people do. And if your music is able to settle in as a nice background music, well, then that's good, right? At least they weren't saying, well, wow, you were too loud and I couldn't talk over the top of you. Um, because that's really annoying in a venue when you can't speak in normal voice because the band is so loud. So, yeah, I like, I like people thinking of me as background music. And even though I am a songwriter, you know, if they think they could listen to my stuff while they're having a conversation, well, that's good. Yeah. Hey, Condensation, thanks for the call. That's a good point, you know. If you are too loud, then you'd be annoying and you would anger those folks to leave. So even though you're in the background, it's definitely better to settle in like you said and find that sweet spot so they do end up enjoying you and enjoying the music that you're playing and want to pursue your music after the fact when they're home when they are in the mood to listen to music because maybe they hadn't gone to that venue to listen to you in the first place but you came away with a new fan and that show ended up being exactly how you wanted to, to play out by getting a new fan by being the background music. Thanks, Condensation, for that. That's, that's good stuff. Thank you.